0: RadioInfluence.com You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello everybody, this is Ian Beckles and welcome back to In the Trenches and we're going to celebrate a uh, a big Buccaneer win yesterday. It uh, may not seem big to, to everybody, but for a franchise that's trying to head in a certain direction, beating the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, in their home when they're struggling is necessary. And I saw it coming. I really did. From this Buccaneer team is, is as frustrated as they've made us throughout this whole year. If you, When you look back and you see the progress of this football team, th- they're on schedule. I mean, they're, they're on schedule. We have a, a new defensive system completely new three, four, four, three, they're, they're, they're foreign. They're not the same. It's not the same animal. Okay. You have a new defensive coordinator here. You have a new offensive coordinator. We have a new head coach. We have a new way. We got some new football players. We got some new leadership. You can't build Roman one day, everybody. It's going to take a little while for things to set in and for the players to realize what the coaches want from them. It's, it takes a while. Trust me. For instance, when I, uh, when I was playing throughout the years, one year we were lead stepping and being aggressive. The next year we're drop stepping and being a little more passive. It takes a while for things to become second nature and things are starting to become second nature to the Buccaneer football team here uh, in the last few weeks. Um, you know, like I said, we always spend all the time on Jameis and Jameis and Jameis and Jameis. And, Jameis and, 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 and justifiably so, um, You win football games in the trenches and we are playing all right in the trenches offensively. It was a little bit too much pressure for me yesterday. Now Jacksonville Jaguars are no slouch now, especially defensively class. Campbell's still one of the better players in the NFL. They have some good football players. They have Josh Allen who has nine sacks. He had one yesterday, I believe, and they have some good football players. They're hurting on offense. I mean, they're hurting on offense quarterback wise. You know, you get rid of Bortles and you bring in the Super Bowl champion, Nick Foles, who gets hurt. And then you get Minshew mania. And that goes on for about three, four weeks. And now they got nothing. Okay. All I know is for Jameis haters, and there's a lot of Jameis haters out there. um, Jameis is substantially better than both those quarterbacks we saw yesterday. I mean, Foles, they sat his ass on the bench at halftime and brought in Minshew. And Minshew didn't fare any better. When Jameis is off, okay, he never looks like that. He doesn't look like that. Like, when Jameis is off, his problem is he's throwing it to the other team. In the midst of throwing some really good balls to his own team. Um, yesterday, you know, Jameis, you know, they had that one fumble. That um, well, was Jameis' fault, of course. But you have to understand that Jameis is also evading a bunch of other sacks the same way so you get the good with the bad, all right Jameis you know without Jameis there would have been four maybe four more sacks yesterday Jameis did a good job of throwing a ball with his wrong hand and uh dumping the ball off to Mike Evans for a first down early in in the game when he's getting brought down um so the quarterback position gets all the love you can't win without it but you have to have good things around it and the Bucs are starting to do some good things around Jameis Winston um Chris Godwin, I'm not quite sure his complete uh, contract situation, but sure it would be nice to lock that cat, cat out for five years because uh, I think he's going to become the face of this football team because his attitude, his mentality, the way he plays, I mean, he's in beast mode all the time. He's a special football player, all right? Um, Mike Evans is up and down, all right? Still special football player. He can still win a football game for you. Um, but the the Bucs are starting to get they're starting to get more names pop up as legitimate football players. At the beginning of the season, you say who's a legitimate football player? You couldn't say Devin White. And the first few games, Devin White when he not when he was hurt, but when he first got in there, he looked lost. Because that's what happens. You're a young football player, the the game speeds up, and you, you get lost. There's a lot of things coming at you. He's getting it. He's starting to get it. He's going to be a special player if he isn't already. still early, but he's starting to do special things now. I'm starting to see little Derrick Brooks in him. They're different football players, but I'm starting to see some of the recognition happening. And he's always going to be compared to Josh Allen, who played against him yesterday. And Josh Allen has nine sacks, having a nice year. I'll keep Devin White myself. I like Devin White. I think him and Levante David um, together are as good as any linebacking crew in the NFL. And you're starting to hear that now. You're starting to hear Godwin and Evans being the best tandem. And you're going to hear uh, you know, White and David being the best tandem. You're going to start hearing uh, Vita and Sue. You're going to start hearing those kind of things. And we weren't hearing it earlier in the year. JPP is getting his legs back because he wasn't playing. He was playing okay. Well, you can, he's catching himself. It takes a while to get yourself back in football shape, especially when you didn't go through training camp. But he's starting to get his legs back. So they're peaking a little late. Okay, you know JPP came out a couple weeks ago and says we're going to run the table, and I don't know if that's going to be the case because they do have to run into uh, Houston, which is a son of a bitch. Um, they could beat the Colts. You know, they could beat the other teams that are on their schedule. Houston's going to be a little bit tough, but. They're peaking a little bit late, but when I'm saying late, I'm saying, I think they're on schedule. You can't expect, we were five and 11 two years in a row people and we, we, we clean house. And now it's, it's, we're starting to reap the benefits from a lot of these things. You know, we held, you know, a Jacksonville team. who's not a great football team, but but this is the NFL. Everybody, we held them to 14 first downs and two rushing first downs and they got Leonard for That's pretty damn good. People, that's something to hang your hat on. And that's all the bucks need is some some things to hang your hat on, some things that they do consistently. and they're starting to develop that. We had five sacks, which was wonderful, consistent pressure. It's, I mean I'm seeing common things now and and that's good. Not everything was pretty, okay? Uh, Carlton Davis got beat a couple times deep. I mean that's that's football, man. The guys you're playing against need to make plays as well. No, but you're seeing Murphy Bunting was an interception late in the game when it was was 25-11, and Minshew all of a sudden had a little bit of momentum, and Murphy Bunting did a wonderful job in the end zone intercepting. Stay your ass in the end zone, please. Stay your ass in the end zone so we get at the 20 yard line. Because as an offensive lineman, we don't like to come out at the one. Okay, that's not that's not a fun trip out there. You know that's that's tough sledding. Well, you can't complain about that. Murphy Buntings, uh, you know, he's seeing his name out there. Carlton Davis, although he did get beat a couple times deep, he's out there making plays. Um, and the, the young defensive backfield is growing. Now, we talk about growing and, you know, uh, evolving. Byron Lefwich is too. Yesterday, this Jaguar team gave up 699 yards rushing the previous three weeks, uh, just rushing, not offense. Just rushing in the previous three weeks. And you can tell what Jacksonville did. You know, they basically played single high safety and said, hey, we know you got two great receivers. See if you can beat us. But you're not going to run the ball on us. And Rojo didn't have much of a day. Uh, Barber got some yards out there. Um, Rojo needs needs to grow as a football player. Because I thought he was tippy-toeing yesterday. You know, the, the problem with Ronald Jones is if there's a two-yard gain, he'll get zero. If there's a two-yard gain there for Peyton Barber, he'll get three. See the difference? If there's two yards in there, go get you two yards. Don't tippy-toe and try to get ten. Sometimes you've got to take what they give you. And Peyton Barber will put his head down and give whatever you you give it to him, he's going to take it. Ronald Jones is not that football player. Also, at least once, and I th- maybe twice, you went the wrong way on a pass a protection and you're getting your quarterback killed. Y- y- your quarterback's worth 20-something million dollars. That can't happen. You can't have a guy with okay running back talent go in there and block the wrong guy numerous times. And listen, you know, Arians don't give a shit. He pulled his ass out. And that's why Rojo had six carries for eight yards. Six carries for eight yards. So... You would think that they would have ran the ball a little bit better against the Jacksonville team, but that's not the worst thing in the world. You, you know, you won the game going away. Um, we limited the mistakes by Jameis. Uh, we played defense, you know, we, we, 11, 11 points. can't complain about that. Cannot. Listen, there's a lot of decisions that are, are going to have to be made by Bruce Arians and um, Jason Light and all the whole front office Um I guess the Bucks at the end of the season will only have 35 players signed. So there's a lot of free agents out there. The last year we went through, we had a lot of players signed. We also had no money to mess with or spend, you know, Bruce Arians wasn't allowed to go out there and get his style of player. So all we're doing is transverting from four, three to three, four, but not really, we didn't really get three, four players, although they're turning into pretty darn good players, but I guess the cap's gonna go up nine, 100, to 199 million, somewhere in there. And we have, you know, somewhere between 70 and 90 million dollars to spend. Now, Jameis obviously, 25 million of it around something like that. that to make decisions on JPP, Shaq Barrett, Dominican Sue. And, you know, I don't know how appealing this place is to play, but it's becoming more appealing. I think Bruce Arians is a likable guy. As a former player, I look at Bruce Arians and I listen, I listen to him talk. Love to play with Bruce, Bruce Arians. And I don't love all coaches. I don't. Bruce Arians just seems like a guy that you'd want to play for because he's, he's going to have your back if you do things the right way. And I think JPP um, feels that. I think Shaq, I hope, feels that. Uh, Sue, let's hope that these guys want to stay. We don't know because, listen, JPP's at the end of his career. So is Sue. Shaq's going to want to get paid. He won't give a shit where it is. He's just, gonna, just go get me my dad damn money. What the Bucks got to do, or oh, they got to figure it out, because if they do have to use a franchise tag on Jameis, uh, it would sure be a shame to introduce Shaq Barrett to everybody else so we could give him away. All right? That would sure be a shame because he's going to cost a pretty penny. And if the Bucks do have cap money and are expecting a lot more of it, this might be a good time to approach Shaq Barrett's agent and say, yo, your, your boy's having a wonderful year. we love him to be a face of the franchise. Back up the truck. Give him some money. Like Shaq's making four or five somewhere in there. Offer him 15. It's hard to pass up 15 when you're making four or five. So when you come out and you say give you will give me a four-year contract, we'll guarantee 50 million, ooh, I tell you what, you can pass it up, but you could also tear your knee out the socket. Tomorrow. And then what? That's happened numerous, numerous, numerous times. Your play can fall off. There's a lot of things that can happen. But when somebody offers you that much money up front, go ahead and grab that money. And this kid he's a legitimate football player. And I, you know, I don't gas people up for nothing. You have to prove to me, you have to show me. And Shaq Barrett has showed me. He's had maybe a couple games where he's been not off, just not Superman. And he's been Superman probably for the other nine games or so. So listen, we got to figure out a way to get that done. What scares me is, you know, having 90, 70 to $90 million to spend is a good number. Jason Light can't know what the hell to do with it. How much say does Jason Light have in it? How much say does Bruce Arians have in it? I don't know. But this Buccaneer football team, when you look at it, all of a sudden is where it should be. It's where it should be and some. We were better than we were last year, clearly. This team is clearly better than the team last year, clearly. So there's been improvement. And let's see if they can be consistent down the backstretch and maybe steal a couple of these games and uh, feel good about themselves in the offseason because I, I think they're, they're, they're coming back. Not quite yet. They haven't sold me yet, but I'm seeing some things out there that can last for a long time. And let's hope that's the situation. If anybody wants to get in contact with me, it's uh, Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. Make sure to tune into the Ron and Ian show today. 95.3 FM will be on from 3 to 5. And then they have a bunch of Buccaneer shows and stuff like that. Um, But we're on every day, uh, 95.3 FM and 6.20 AM. Make sure you're listening to some of the other podcasts. If you're into cannabis, I have one on Wednesday, and uh, if you're into, uh, I guess, just government-type talk, uh, Flavor New the Year comes on Friday. So, appreciate you guys listening in. Um, it's nice when the Buccaneers win, and it'd be nice if they kind of put a couple of these wins together towards the back of the year, so we got to at least feel good about ourselves in the offseason and then go into next year uh, with a little bit of a pizzazz to us. But enjoy the win while you can. Uh, hopefully, they get a chance to get it done again next week. And I'll be back on Monday. Everybody have a wonderful week and please be safe. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. This is a Landry Football Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Want to address what Lamar Jackson is doing right now and people have asked me is this going to change things I think the change of well we're just going to flip the switch and change completely that makes no sense because there's no reason in football to make the radical change because the radical change has not really proven to work it's a gradual change now it may appear to be radically different but it usually comes over time the pro game is still about a quarterback making plays from within the pocket, throwing the football. If you don't have that, you will not win. The Landry Football Podcast with veteran scout and coach Chris Landry can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.